the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Trump says America's heart is with the victims of the synagogue shooting in California that killed one and injured three. The president opened his rally here in Green Bay by expressing his sympathies to those affected by the violence. He said, our entire nation mourns the loss of life, prays for the wounded, and stands in solidarity with the Jewish community. The president condemned the evil of anti-Semitism and hate, which he said must be defeated. He also recognized an off-duty Border Patrol agent who helped disrupt the attack and save lives. Greg Clugston with the president in Green Bay. Former longtime U.S. Senator Richard Luger of Indiana, a foreign policy expert who helped spur the dismantling and securing of thousands of nuclear weapons in the former Soviet states, has died. Richard Luger was 87 years old. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt says the Mueller investigation is still over. By the way, the Mueller investigation is still over. Uh, Democrats divide on how to respond to the Mueller investigation's conclusion. The five stages of grieving begin with anger, denial, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And they're all at different places along the way. But they're all going to get to acceptance. The Mueller investigation is still over. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Back in our Egan studios, we got a high of 53 today with a low of 40 degrees. Slight chance of rain throughout the day. And looks like it's going to be raining pretty decently throughout the entire week. And do you want all the perks of rewards card with none of the hassle? Then you got to check out the AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. Just go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and so much more. Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show gets going right about now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus 3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two on the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, hey, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and like our page if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
Hour number two, uh, as I talked about a little bit on our preview, I do. By the way, if you if you don't realize, I do a preview of the show every week on Facebook. By usually about eleven thirty, eleven forty five, I do about a ten to fifteen minute preview of what our show is going to be. Again, it's on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. If you follow along, you usually get a notification that I'm doing a live video. And it's it's kind of fun, too, because occasionally I'll interact with some of the uh, Facebook followers, some of the listeners of the broadcast, what have you, and uh, just kind of give you a sneak preview of uh, what we're talking about. And had you tuned into the sneak preview today, you would have known that we had a pretty famous guest on at 1.30, Charlotte Pence, the vice president's daughter. And not to slight Peter Johnson. Peter Johnson has become pretty big time, too. He was on right at 1 o'clock. Well, be careful. He might get bitter with what you're about to say. Yeah, And Peter is very proficient with firearms, too. So, uh, No, I'm just kidding. I should not even imply (laughs) that. uh, Strike that from the record. We love you, Peter. We love you. That Peter would do something uh, out of the ordinary if I I insult him. He's a good guy. I mean, all Peter Johnson, if you've met Peter Johnson before, he just has to look at you, give you the side eye, and that's all I would need to play. Whoa, whoa, I surrender. <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter's a, Peter himself is a pretty imposing figure, and then when you hear him speak, doubly imposing. But uh, you know that. But he's a friend of mine, so uh, I could I could rib him a little bit like that. Uh, but I do want to take the second hour to talk uh, a little bit about presidential politics, uh, particularly uh, the Democrat side. Obviously, the candidates continue to pile up. And uh, Joe Biden, may I called it, uh, I wrote a blog post about this at bradcarlson.org. Joe Biden made it 20 for 20, meaning 20 candidates for the year 2020. There, there, there have been 20 Democrat candidates who have declared they're running for president. Now, let's be honest. Some of them have no shot to get the nomination. Some of them you may not have even heard of. Okay, that happens. But they just want to perhaps, well, I don't know, maybe jockey for the opportunity to work in a Democrat administration, be the uh, running mate for whomever gets the Democrat nomination. I don't know. Or, you know, just use that as use this as kind of a trial balloon, you know, kind of get a, a bigger, bigger stage to put your agenda out there. You know, there are myriad of reasons, but let's be honest, uh, a lot of these there are only maybe four or five candidates who have a legit shot to be the nomination. And one of those just got in the race uh, Thursday morning. This is from uh, NBCNews.com. Former Vice President Joe Biden launched his third bid for the presidency on Thursday, positioning himself as a trusted champion for the, of the middle class, eager to take the fight to the, President Donald Trump. Uh, just as an aside, you know, third time, of course, he ran in 2008 and ended up being beaten out, of course, by Barack Obama. And ended up being Barack Obama's running mate. Do you know? Do you remember the first time he ran? You weren't even born yet, Jason. Nineteen eighty-eight. I was in college. That was the first year I was eligible to vote. Nineteen eighty-eight. Joe Biden was one of the myriad Democrat candidates who were running for president in nineteen eighty-eight. There were a lot of them, and of course, Michael Dukakis ended up getting a nomination. But I still remember the Saturday Night Live skit, and I should try to find this out there where there were a bunch of candidates, Democrat candidates running in 1988, and they were all deflecting on why they should be the candidate because none of them wanted to face the Republicans because the Republican approval ratings were still very high in 1988 coming off of eight years of Reagan. And it was pretty much a fait accompli that uh, George Bush, George H.W. Bush, who was the nominee, uh, would be the winner. So anyhow, that's just an aside. 
Uh, in a video released early Thursday morning, Biden said that we are in a battle for the soul of this nation. In the video's opening, Biden highlighted the 2017 violence in Charlottesville, Virginia, where, <clears throat> this is again another aside, the mother of the young lady who was run over by a car and killed did not give her permission for the vice president to invoke her incident in his campaign video. Oops. Biden right out of the gate is already committing gaffes. Anyways, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, where during a large gathering of white nationalists and counter-protesters, a white supremacist rammed his car into an opposition group, killing one person. And again, the mother of that person, not very happy that Biden invoked his daughter's incident in his campaign video. Uh, Biden noted that President Donald Trump said there were some very fine people on both sides, um, unless you're completely ignoring the context. Uh, in Charlottesville, where the white nationalists were protesting the city's plan to take down a statue of Robert E. Lee, a Confederate general. In that moment, I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I'd seen in my lifetime, Biden said, adding that he believes history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, Biden continued, who we are. And I cannot stand by and watch that happen. So if you're again, if you're scoring at home, Biden is now the 20th Democrat to seek the party's nomination for the 2020 presidential race. Now. If you're look, if you are in a bubble like I kind of am, and you get all of your political news on Twitter, which I get a fair amount of it on Twitter because it's a lot of people are posting political content on Twitter, and I get some from Facebook as well. Uh, you would think that today's Democrat Party is the party of you know, abortion on demand, giving felons an opportunity to vote even if they remain behind bars for life, what have you, uh, you know, Medicare for all. And, yeah, a lot of these Democrat candidates are touting those policies. But a New York Times study showed that the majority of those who vote Democrat are more moderate. Okay? They're not necessarily for abortion on demand or Medicare for all. They realize that there's a price tag that comes with it. But who ultimately picks candidates in these races, you know, is done at the convention. And typically the delegates that go to the convention are typically more uh, left of center, more progressive. Now, it depends upon which state, how the delegates are allocated. But, uh, you know, obviously in pri people who go out and vote primaries in the Democrat primary, I don't know that there is far left as these candidates who are in. But be that as it may, while Biden has politically evolved further left in the 21st century, he certainly isn't as, I use the phrase, kook fringe as fellow candidates Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, or Elizabeth Warren. And that is certainly his biggest advantage. Again, talking about this New York Times study where it showed that a majority of Democrat voters consider themselves more moderate than those who permeate Twitter. However, though, you know, as I mentioned, those who will be delegates at the national convention and they'll be of the grassroots ilk and they tend to be more progressive. Now, again, some states, they require that delegates do the bidding of the primary voters. However, 
the prime, you know, however delegates are allocated from state to state, that's how the delegates who go to the convention are supposed to, you know, allocate them. So we'll see how this how this turns out, because, of course, in 2016, Hillary was the establishment choice and pretty much was ramrodded through as the nominee. I don't know that Bernie is going to go gently into that good night this time around, and he is definitely one of the most formidable of the Democrat candidates. But uh, speaking of the woke left, it's to me, this is going to be the most entertaining aspect of this, to watch them over the next several months, because they're going to have to grapple with their top priority of being ousting Trump versus the fact that two septuagenarian straight white men are the most formidable candidates among the Democrats. Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, definitely in the in most polls, they've been in the top two. Now, Pete Buttigieg, the South Bend mayor, he's pulling in. He's making a surprising showing. And I don't think this is a fly by night candidacy like Beto O'Rourke. So Pete Buttigieg, very formidable. And he gets a he actually gets a check mark on the intersectionality scorecard because he's a gay man. So the left loves their identity politics. So this but. You can't argue, looking at most polls, Biden was leading some polls before he even officially declared he was getting in the race. Okay? And now that he's officially in, and the haul he brought in, I mean, I think it was over $6 million in the first 24 hours of his candidacy. Yeah, he's definitely going to be uh, very formidable. Is Vincent on line one? Okay. Vincent in St. Paul is calling. Uh, Vincent, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Yes, well, thank you. Um you were talking about how many people there and uh, the Democrats, you know, are not in power. But when they were in power for eight years and President, well, candidate Trump was running and there was a bunch of Republicans, too. What was it? About 10 or 12 candidates. Oh, about so 17. When, 17. When the party's not in power, you know, they seems like the last, last two times, you know, you get both parties now are going to have a lot of people want to be president of the United States. Yeah, thanks for the call, Vincent. Uh, yeah, and and the thing you have to remember about 2016 is you had, uh, yeah, that's true, a Democrat was in power, but this was going to be an open race because obviously Barack Obama will have served uh, two terms, which is the maximum you could serve. So, But the Democrats only trotted out four candidates, so... Uh, but kudos to, you know, one, one area where I have to give kudos to Bernie Sanders in 2016, he was willing to say, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I know there was a Democrat president for eight years, but things still aren't that great. You know, whereas Hillary, who actually worked in the Obama administration in his first term, she had to do kind of a balancing act there because she couldn't very well criticize her predecessor, uh, because, you know, that was also the administration she worked in. So that was quite a balancing act she had to undertake. So Bernie had advantages that Hillary didn't have. But like I said, the establishment wanted Hillary uh, to be the candidate. But uh, again, like uh, getting back to the Biden-Sanders matchup, and I think uh, that's kind of where it might be where it all shakes out. And, and another interesting parallel to the, to the Republican side. You know, you had all these Republicans, 16 or 17 candidates. Trump always had his core support. And that wasn't going to be peeled off by anybody. He had his core support, and you had all of these second-tier candidates battling over the remaining votes. And you kind of see a similar situation here with Bernie Sanders. Bernie has his core supporters. They're not leaving him, and Bernie's not getting out of the race. But you also have these second-tier candidates like 
uh, Cory Booker or uh, I guess Amy Klobuchar, would she even be considered second tier? That's being kind of generous in my opinion. Kamala Harris, I think, is kind of been bumped down into the second tier behind Pete Buttigieg because the top three right now, Sanders, Biden, and Buttigieg. But the second tier, you know, again, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Seems to be I'm forgetting someone else. Elizabeth Warren? Is she still technically That's in the right. mix? Thank you. Focahontas, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, yeah. Uh, her and her, let's let's get rid of all student loan debt. That doesn't cost anything, does it? Um, yeah, so when they peel away, you know, where's their support going to go? Okay? But Bernie Sanders has his supporters, whereas those who are supporting Biden or Buttigieg or whatnot – you know, if one of those two happen to have to drop out after a while, where where does their support go? But uh, it, the parallel here is that I think Bernie Sanders has the more core support, passionate support, like Trump had in 2016, whereas those who aren't supporting Bernie are willing to give any of the candidates basically a look. So something to think about. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Oh, speaking of Bernie Sanders, yeah, uh, he uh, had an interest. He and Kamala Harris, they both held town halls, separate town halls this past week. They had some interesting ideas regarding uh, those who are currently behind bars for violent crimes uh, and their voting rights. What? Felons have voting rights? They don't now, but that could change if one of these two gets in power. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that coming back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. is the place with the helpful hardware folks it's the ace buy one get one free sale now through monday only don't miss out on all our great deals throughout the store save on top brands like scott's and ortho plus get deals on other products you'll need this spring like bird seeds spray paint light bulbs and more with so many great buy one get one free deals you can't afford to miss it so hurry in the ace buy one get one free sale ends monday offers valid at participating stores buy select item and get designated item free see store for details Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, Call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before. 
at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back, Cam Swobby to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. As I am closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, you can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's a headliner edition, heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. I am the closer, closing out weekends Sundays, 1 to 3. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And here to take your call is 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions. Uh, we want to continue the lunacy of the Democrat candidates for president in 2020. Uh Several of them hosted their individual town hall meetings this past week. And I want to play a clip. It's about a minute and a half long. Uh, Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris both asked the questions about felons being allowed to vote. Now, before we play this clip, I I just want to be clear. If someone commits a nonviolent crime, a felony, you know, because not all uh, felonious crimes are violent. Okay. But if someone commits a felony, they serve their time, that has been handed down to them, they serve their sentence, and they fulfill any uh, you know, parole. You know, if, they, if they're released on parole, obviously they have to fulfill some commitment, you know, maybe go to a halfway house or whatever. And if they fulfill all those obligations, I firmly believe they should have their voting rights restored, all rights restored, if they've shown that they've met the requirements of the sentence handed down to them. I want to make that very clear. All right. Now, someone who's committed violent crime, taking the lives of others, typically they're behind bars the rest of their lives. And so it's a non-issue. Okay, I don't think it's such an outrage or an injustice that people who are going to be behind bars for the rest of natural life no longer get to vote. Okay, by the crimes they've committed, they've deemed themselves unfit to be in this free society. And therefore, they shouldn't have any say in how the society should be run. 
Okay, because I think people who are behind bars for the rest of their natural life, you think they're going to have a few opinions on how this society should be run? Like, ah, you know what? Capital murder, ah, just give them a slap on the wrist so they can move on with their lives. Yeah, that's not that's not happening. No, when you lose or when you take somebody else's rights to certain things, you lose some of your own. I mean, that seems commonsensical to me, but a couple of Democrat presidential candidates, specifically Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris, had their own interesting viewpoint. There was a question that came from a town hall audience And then Kamala Harris, in Bernie's town hall, that is, and then Kamala Harris was later asked about this question as well. So we'll play that clip, kind of speaks for itself, and then we will come back with our own commentary. Senator Sanders, you have said that you believe that people with felony records should be allowed to vote while in prison. Does this mean that you would support enfranchising people like the Boston Marathon bomber, a convicted terrorist and murderer? Yes, even for terrible people. Because once you start chipping away and you say, well, that guy committed a terrible crime, not going to let him vote, or that person did that, not going to let that person vote, you're running down a slippery slope. So I believe that people who commit crimes, they pay the price. When they get out of jail, I believe they certainly should have the right to vote. But I do believe that even if they are in jail, they're paying their price to society, but that should not take away their inherent American right to participate in our democracy. I agree that the right to vote is one of the very important components of citizenship. And it is something that people should um, should not be stripped of needlessly. But, but people who are in convicted in prison, like the Boston Marathon bomber, on death row, people who are convicted of sexual assault, they should be able to vote? I think we should have that conversation. You think the Boston Marathon bomber should vote not after he pays his debt to society, but while he's in jail. You sure about that? You know, this is what I believe. Do you believe in democracy? Do you believe that every single American 18 years of age or older who's an American citizen has the right to vote? Once you start chipping away at that, believe me, that's what our Republican governors all over this country are doing. They come up with all kinds of excuses why people of color, young people, poor people can't vote. And I will do everything I can to resist it. This is a democracy. We've got to expand that democracy. And I believe every single person does have the right to vote. Okay. Um, They gave, you know, kudos to Chris Cuomo, who was moderating Bernie Sanders' town hall, and Don Lemon, who was moderating Kamala Harris's town hall. Both of them, I think you could agree, are left-of-center commentators, given by some of the, the things they say on CNN, but both, they didn't let either off the hook. They're saying, okay, we, we don't want to use this for any gotcha questions or anything like that. You sure, people behind bars for violent felons, behind bars currently, you think they should be able to vote. And Bernie Sanders, unequivocally, yes, unequivocally. Whereas Kamala Harris said, well, we should have that, that conversation. All right? It's like they all, they try to out-leftist each other. They try to get further along the leftist plank than each other. They try to outflank each other on the left. This is what they do, and then they get into trouble. Well, Pete, kudos to Put, uh, Pete Buttigieg. In his town hall, he disagreed. He doesn't believe that people like the Boston Marathon bomber should have the opportunity to vote, whereas Kamala Harris like, well, I think we should have that conversation. Well, once Pete Buttigieg came out and was actually a voice of reason on this, Kamala Harris then clarified her position and said, well, uh, uh, okay, do I think that people who commit murder, people who are terrorists should be deprived of their rights? Yeah, I do. Those 
who there has to be serious consequences for the most extreme types of crimes. How hard is that to say right in the moment? That doesn't seem like a controversial position. But yet, because Bernie Sanders, who is the leading candidate in the Democrat primary, at least he was before Joe Biden got in, says that felons should have the right to vote. Oh, if Bernie says that, got to outflank him on the left. Ah, well, okay, maybe we'll have that conversation. It's insane. And I just, and kudos to Senator uh, Lindsey Graham. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, you know, he, from South Carolina, you remember the uh, shooting that took place at several black uh, Baptist churches in South Carolina? Um, I don't know how many uh, years ago that was now. Uh, Let me, I I brought up a story about this. Uh, Yeah, 2015, June of 2015, so almost four years ago. I'm not going to say the shooter's name. We have a policy on this show. If you commit some sort of terrorist act, atrocity, whatever, we're not going to call your name. We're not going to name your name on the show. We're just not doing it. Not that we're a big deal or giving any huge publicity to someone if we name their name. But, you know, I'm following the uh, I'm following the lead of Peter Johnson because that's his philosophy whenever he talks about this stuff. And I think it's a great philosophy. So I'm not going to mention the Charleston, South Carolina shooter's name, but. Lindsey Graham basically said, called out Bernie Sanders, said, hey, I look forward to hearing his explanation when he comes to South Carolina on why the Charleston shooter should be allowed to vote in the upcoming elections. How do you think that would play? Not good. Yeah. That's a rhetorical question, of course. But, yeah, you're exactly right. It wouldn't play very well. I just want to read a few few names here. Um, Let me get back to it. I got so many tabs open sometimes. Uh, Reverend... Uh, Clementa Pinckney, Reverend Sharonda Singleton, uh, Myra Thompson, Taiwanza Sanders, Ethel Lee Lance, Cynthia Hurd, Reverend Daniel L. Simmons Sr., Reverend DePayne Middleton Doctor, Susie Jackson. Okay? Those people not only have they are their rights have their innocent people who not only have their rights taken away, they have their entire lives taken away. Who are they? Those were the shooting victims of those Charleston, South Carolina Baptist churches that this gunman opened fire and killed. They they no longer have any rights. Not only do they not have rights, they, they're, they're, they no longer have lives. But yet Bernie Sanders is allowing their killer to vote? He took people, not only did he take people's rights away, the South Carolina shooter, he took their lives away. But he still has a right to vote. It, this slippery slope argument, it could be a relative argument in some areas. But this this is just stupid. Do people really think it's an injustice that someone who commits mass murder has their voting rights taken away? Does anybody consider that an injustice other than Bernie Sanders? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hashtag Narn Show if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments. And now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money at Online Trading Academy. We offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. 
Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever think that your data may be the most valuable thing in your business? What would happen if you lost your data? Arby's provides backup solutions both on-site and in the cloud to protect your data. We can even set something up so you can keep working while we fix the failed computer. Arby's can protect your data and keep you running. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, Cam Twelve to the Patriot. Hey, say wait a minute. What? Where are you going with that suitcase? Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just hey, doing wait, a radio wait, show, man. Listen. Oh, I see. It's a suitcase. Uh, just having fun here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Well, you don't have to answer. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. I don't mind when you say... Hashtag Narn Show. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, thanks, as always, for tuning in. So speaking of uh, Kamala Harris, well, she, like I say, held her own town hall meeting, and uh, we talked about how she kind of backtracked on we should have the conversation about whether violent felons that are still serving their sentences uh, should have the right to vote. Uh, She also talked specifically about, and this is another popular stance that uh, Democrats have taken, in that they want to come after your guns. Now, I know they condescend, you know, like my friend and colleague Mitch Berg says, they condescendingly coo to you. Nobody wants to take your guns. It's okay. You can keep your handgun, your Second Amendment rights. You know, 
I, I alluded to this on the show a couple weeks ago with uh, Eric Swalwell, the California congressman who's polling at a solid 1%. Uh, his whole my, his whole agenda is gun control. That's all he's interested in is get the guns. When he told someone, "Now nah, you can keep your guns, keep your handguns, keep your rifles, da da da, keep your Second Amendment rights." And I, I, I mentioned how that reminded me of Richie Aprile in The Sopranos after he got out of the can, and uh, the mob boss Tony Soprano said to him, "Hey Richie, what was yours before you went into the can will be yours again soon enough." To which Richie replied. What's mine is not yours to give me. So to Congressman Swalwell, that's nice you're allowing me to keep my Second Amendment rights, but what's mine is not yours to give me. They're endowed to me by my creator. So stuff it. Anyhow, <coughs> I digress. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, again, this is from uh, New York Times story. Uh, she's a former prosecutor, was running for the Democratic presidential nomination on Monday, committed to host to a host of executive actions to implement gun control measures that have long failed to pass in Congress. At a town hall hosted by CNN, Ms. Harris said that, if elected, she would sign an executive order mandating background checks for customers of any firearms dealer who sells more than five guns a year. The executive actions would also include more stringent regulation of gun manufacturers that could result in revoked licenses or prosecution, as well as an attempt to close the loophole that allows some domestic abusers to purchase guns if their victim is an unwedded partner. Oh, my God. So, I, I'm, I'm not the m- most knowledgeable on gun statutes like my friend and colleague Mitch Berg or like my pals with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, Brian Strausser and Rob Dore, or, of course, friend of the broadcast, Peter Johnson of Archway Defense. They're the, they're the experts on this, but... Even I can see that this is just riddled with errors. But <clears throat> let me read the rest of this excerpt. Uh, there are people in Washington, D.C., supposed leaders, Miss Harris said on CNN Monday evening, who have failed to have the courage to reject a false choice which suggests you're either in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take away take everyone's guns away. We need reasonable gun safety laws in this country starting with universal background checks and the renewal of the assault weapon ban, she added, but they have failed to have the courage to act. Well, no, the problem is, and again, I bring this up many times, the example I always use is the aftermath of the Pulse nightclub shooting that took place in Orlando, Florida, almost three years ago now. There were Republicans who were coming on say, all right, you know what? Yeah, we'll move to expand background checks. We'll do that. Senator John Cornyn, I believe, was one of the Republican senators who was willing to head this up. Yes, we're willing to have this conversation. We're willing to put these uh, regulations in place. Well, then you have Senators Chris Murphy of Connecticut and Focahontas Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts coming out and saying, well... First off, what we got to do is anybody that's on a no-fly list or a terrorist watch list, right away, if they show up on one of those lists, they don't get to purchase the guns. Like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. These are arbitrary watch lists, and nobody knows why they're on them, and they don't realize that they're even on them or until, say, they want to fly. Like, if you're on a no-fly list, a lot of times people don't know they're on it until they try to book a flight, and they don't know why they're on it. They're not told why they're on it, and there's no way to adjudicate their way off of it. 
But yet you're going to suspend their constitutional right, their Second Amendment rights, without due process? That's not even remotely constitutional. And when Republicans pointed out that fact to Focahontas and Senator Murphy, they both say, well, look at that. There you go. Republicans want to sell guns to ISIS. You can't reason with people like this. So this idea that Democrats, when they say, we want to have a conversation about gun control, that's really a euphemism for you're going to acquiesce to our demagoguery on gun control in the aftermath of any mass shooting. That That's what it's code for. That's just, it's undeniable given their actions. But again, everything Senator Harris said in this, uh, in this town hall, it's typical leftist pap because they, they often incorrectly define what an assault weapon is. They say they want to have an assault weapon ban. Well, what's, what the problem is, is they often mischaracterize weapons as assault weapons or military-style assault weapons. Well, good news. Military-style assault weapons aren't available to the general public, no matter what kind of background you have. So that's good news. But yet they want to deem what weapons are considered assault weapons. And they completely forego anybody who's an expert on the subject. So that's number one. Uh, Also, laws that are passed regarding regulation of any amendments, okay, typically lie with the legislative branch because legislative branches legislate. See, this is what drives me crazy. This, This really got going with Barack Obama where he said, where, you know, the famous pen and phone speech, you know, I have a pen and I have a phone, and if Congress doesn't act, I will. You know, the tran- again, translation, let me translate for you. If Congress doesn't bend to my will, I'm just going to do it by executive fiat. Constitution be damned. Separation of powers, what's that? And Kamala Harris seems all too willing to take up that legacy of the pen and phone mantra. And it shouldn't happen. And if Democrats want to uh, sincerely lessen the incidence of guns winding up in the hands of the wrong people, because any laws that they propose, it's not going to keep the uh, the guns out of hands of criminals. Again, we alluded to it at the top, very top of the show. There was a 19-year-old that possessed a weapon that legally in California he wasn't allowed to possess. So how did he get it? Okay, that's what you have to address. How do you prevent people like that who are illegally owning a gun from carrying a gun. I got to tell you, it's not from the laws that you're pat- that you're suggesting at all. So another place where she errs, she talks about, uh, let me uh, find the exact quote here, talking about, uh, we what, yeah, starting with uh, universal background checks. You know, she talks about background checks and purchases, okay? But we're, as we're finding out here in the state of Minnesota, it's actually a background check on the transfer of firearms, which is a very cumbersome process. So if I own a firearm and I want to lend it to my brother, okay, I got to file transfer paperwork and pay for the privilege of transferring my firearm to my brother, who I know, who has a clean background, but he has to pass a background check. And in order for me to get my personal property back, we have to file more paperwork and pay another fee? All right, so they're not talking about just sales because there's already background checks on sales, but they're talking about transfers between two parties. All right. But they're not clear about that. They, they, they purposefully 
put up a, a smoke screen or they don't know what the heck they're talking about. Either way, that's not a good look for a presidential candidate if you're deliberately putting up a smoke screen or you don't know what you're talking about. That's a terrible look for a presidential candidate, especially Kamala Harris, who's supposedly in the top tier. So this is just another area where the Democrats, particularly the far progressive left Democrats, are showing their their true chops. And, you know, again, whether these far leftists can be stopped when it comes to the actual nomination process remains to be seen. You know, because as I mentioned in the last segment, this is what Democrat voters have to deal with. So you know, you've got the loudest voices, the hardcore grassroots activists who actually a lot of them who are the boots on the ground, okay, they're they're more far left. They're more woke as they say. And they're more interested in intersectionality than than policy initiatives. Okay? Well, Kamala Harris is within their wheelhouse because she's a female and a minority. So there's a couple of couple of checks on the intersectionality scorecard. And if and if she, if you're going to support her, then obviously by proxy you're going to support these crazed policies. And I don't know if that's going to work. So uh, a lot of interesting stuffs coming out from these town halls. I haven't even got to the part where Elizabeth Warren is talking about uh, basically forgiving all student loans because these uh, because so many college graduates have debt up to their eyeballs. And the problem with that is you have the government backing these loans, willing to guarantee these loans. So therefore, these banks can give out these loans to these college students, whether they're going to be afford to pay them off or not, is of no concern because the government is willing to ba- guarantee these loans. And meantime, you can have universities indiscriminately r- raise tuition costs because they know that the student is going to be able to get the loan for the four-year tuition, and that loan is going to be guaranteed. So why? what incentive do they have to control costs? You see, this is what they really need to look at, is advising young people to not take out loans they can't afford. Doesn't that seem to make sense? But in this, in this era of an entitlement mentality and plus not pushing opportunities for trade schools because they're – they're screaming for more trade people to work in the trades than ever before. But yet everybody wants to be associated with the status of a four-year degree, which is which is a very noble cause. I have one myself, and I'm glad I've got it because I've used it to my advantage. But that's not necessarily something that all young people desire or want or require to accomplish what they want. So this is what we should be talking more about, but uh, definitely more of this to come uh, in the coming months as this Democrat primary ramps up. We have one final segment coming up, and uh, our own Amy Klobuchar, Senator Amy Klobuchar, had kind of a uh, awkward moment in her own town hall. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back this final segment. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Experts warn of a stock market crash any day now, and you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings again. But you don't have to lose a penny. There's a better, safer way to save for retirement, and you can learn about it in a free report. This method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. In 2007, a man appeared on the scene who would ignite the world. Barack Obama was called a messiah. He claimed America was no longer a Christian nation. He pushed homosexuality and transgender madness. He advocated for Muslims at every opportunity, and he seemed to love abortion. Twelve years later, Christians are under attack. Christians are forced to bake gay cakes for homosexuals pretending to get married. We are to celebrate transgenderism, and we are forced to pay for the abortions through our tax dollars at Planned Parenthood. To conservatives and Christians, America is almost unrecognizable. Let's be salt and light and delay the decay. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. It's Better Together, the exciting daily half-hour talk show by women and for women in all seasons of life. Each day, host Lori Crouch welcomes popular women in ministry, music, entertainment, and more. It's good friends like Christine Kane, Carrie Job, Victoria Osteen, Lisa Harper, Dee Dee Freeman, Holly Wagner, and many more. So grab a cup of coffee, settle back in your favorite easy chair, and join Lori and friends as they sit down for fun, faith, and some powerful conversations about relevant issues all women talk about. Relationships, addiction, identity, no topic is off limits. Better Together is real friends getting together for real conversations. It's more than just a TV show. It's your daily destination for love, friendship, encouragement, and community. It's Better Together, weekdays, 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific, only on TBN. Text TOGETHER to 316-316 to join in. That's TOGETHER to 316-316. And we'll see you real soon. Budget meetings, young adult ministry meetings, mission and outreach meetings, what carpet should we buy for the office meetings... Twin Cities Pastors, you're invited to the 11th Annual Pastors Appreciation Lunch on Friday, May 17th. This luncheon is a remedy for too many meetings fever and is a healthy break from your overloaded schedule. Plus, it's free thanks to support from the Kingdom Builders. Reserve your seats for this time of fellowship and encouragement at am980themission.com. Welcome back, Cam 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. One final segment of the broadcast. Had a lot of fun as always, and uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, Again, uh, if you have an opportunity to listen to the podcast, uh, particularly Hour 1, our interview with uh, Charlotte Pence, the daughter of Vice President Mike Pence on promoting her book, which happens to be the Patriot Fan Club's Book of the Month, Marlon Bundo, A Day in the Nation's Capital. Uh, congratulations to Vincent from St. Paul for correctly answering the trivia question. Mike Pence was governor of Indiana before he his current role as vice president of the United States. And again, go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club Join Today, where you get uh, heads up about some Patriot events, some cool prizes, including our regular book of the month. And in a few days, we'll be announcing 
what our May Book of the Month will be. I am definitely looking forward to that. Uh, continuing with presidential politics, particularly on the Democrat side, uh, did want to get to a story about our own Amy Klobuchar, uh, who had her own town hall meeting this past week. Uh, before I do that, though, I want to go to a flashback to the 2016 Republican candidate primary. Uh, Jeb Bush, of course, the son of George H.W. Bush and brother of George W. Bush. Uh, both of those gentlemen were presidents, of course. Jeb was vying for the nominee in 2016, of course, fell well short of accomplishing that. Uh, there, He hosted his own town hall meeting in New Hampshire at one point, and and perhaps, I don't know if this, Jeb Bush's campaign, I don't know, ever really had a chance, but if it did, this probably sank it with this very pitiful moment. Uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Play that clip. Jeb Bush, 2016. I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. Oh, you, you could just you could just hear the audience cringe when he said that. I mean, it's just it's pitiful when you have to tell the audience to clap. And of course, Trump used that as a springboard to call Jeb very low energy. And when he was going after Jeb and then Barbara Bush took exception to that. And there were rumors that uh, uh, she uh, voted for Hillary. And when she woke up after Election Day was just had this anxiety borderline anxiety attack that Trump was president, all because uh, Trump referred to Jeb Bush as low energy. Well, Trump heard a lot more insults than that, but, uh, you know, kudos to Trump. I mean, I don't want to say kudos to Trump, but was Trump wrong? If you have to ask an audience to clap, uh, that kind of tells you something there. I bring that up because uh, Amy Klobuchar at her own town hall was asked uh, let me get the uh, full context of the uh, question here. Amy Klobuchar was asked by someone in the audience uh, how she planned to appeal to disaffected middle-class voters from the heartland who cast ballots for President Trump in 2016. So if we have uh, Amy Klobuchar's response to that, here you go. started running, and every single time I have run, I have won every single congressional district in my state, including Michelle Bachman's. Okay, it's when you guys are supposed to cheer. Okay, <laughs> all right. So there's Amy Klobuchar's "Please Clap" moment. It's like every single time I have run, I have won every single congressional district in my state, including Michelle Bachman's. Apparently, when you throw the name Michelle Bachman a bunch of kook leftists, and you throw it in a light where, hey, I even won in her district, Amy Klobuchar thinks that that should be worthy of applause. So of course, this is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, Amy- I'll give her credit, though, because she kind of flowed into it. She was like, Michelle Bachman, hey, you guys are supposed to clap at this now. Jeb Bush was super awkward. He just paused and went, please clap. Well, he was after he gave that uh, what he felt was a very stirring monologue. He was expecting the applause. He kind of if you watch the video, he kind of he kind of wrapped up, put his hands together. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Clobie had her own. Please clap moment there. Now, is this going to sink the Klobuchar campaign? Again, like Jeb Bush, I never took Amy Klobuchar seriously as ever being the nominee because a lot of different candidates had their opportunity to unseat Trump. You know, they had their moments, and none of them were able to do it. 
And now it's a matter of can you unseat Biden or Sanders or even Pete Buttigieg now? Because, again, Pete Buttigieg has proven himself to be very formidable. And Amy Klobuchar has never proven it. When The day she announced, there was some mild enthusiasm for her candidacy, you know, an intriguing story. Uh, uh, by the way, when the audience, did, did you notice that when she said, this is where you guys are supposed to, they start clapping right away because they didn't want binders thrown their way? That's kind of, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a that's kind of a cheap shot at Chloe because there was a story where she threw binders at staffers because they weren't doing. Please laugh. Uh, anyways, I know. <laughs> but the point is that she has never really registered within the top five at any at any, at any point. Maybe the first week she got in, but she's persona non grata, like Jeb Bush was in 2016. So this idea that you could it's like, well, the sink the Klobuchar campaign. It's like, I don't know. Could you ever really set fire with a wet log? I mean, that, I, I don't really see. I didn't, never really saw her going anywhere. And again, I kind of mentioned this earlier that when you have twenty candidates vying for a party's nomination, let's be honest, there are some who aren't getting in to win. I mean, they say the right things, and when I'm president, I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing. But in all honesty, it's really to kind of expand their name, expand their brand or get more name recognition or expand their platform to convey their policy positions. You know, in in, in Klobuchar's case, you know, she just was reelected in 2018, so she's going to be senator until 2024. And so she figures, okay, this will give me some big name recognition. Maybe she takes another run at it in 2024, or perhaps, you know, she's vying to be attorney general and say a Joe Biden administration. You never know. So they all have their ulterior motives, and not all 20 of them are delusional enough to think that they can be the Democrat nominee. Okay? And I think Amy Klobuchar is one of them. She's been pulling single digits pretty much the uh, two to three weeks after she got in the race and has never really made a lot of hay since then. So, uh, But this was entertaining to listen to nonetheless, and the parallels between Jeb Bush's please clap and this Uh, people were drawing them immediately. So this isn't my own unique thought, but it was kind of funny to hear them side by side. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up today's program. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com.
Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cups from Lucky's Stations. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your backyard. Well, I can't use my tube because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now, eh? No, Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by their truckload so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. AM 1280, the Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.